your neck, Wu-Tang Clan, right here on the Sunday Forum. Mm-hmm. I smoke all the like, like smoking Joe Frazier, the Hellraiser, raising hell with the flavor, terrorize the jam like troops in Pakistan, swinging through your town like your neighborhood Spider-Man, so all tick-tock and keep ticking, while I get you flipping off the set, I'm kicking, the Lone Ranger, Election results announced last night in Nevada have changed the game. Democrats will keep their majority in the Senate. NPR's Mara Liason reports. Nevada Democratic Senate incumbent Catherine Cortez Masto beat Republican challenger Adam Laxalt. That means Democrats will continue their 50-50 majority in the Senate where, according to the U.S. Constitution, the vice president breaks a tie vote. There is still one more Senate race outstanding in Georgia, where there'll be a runoff on December 6th. Also last night, Nevada Democrat Cisco Aguilar beat his Republican opponent, an election denier, for Secretary of State. That's an important position that oversees the mechanics of voting and vote counting. So far, no election deniers have won a Secretary of State's race in a battleground state. Mara Liason. NPR News, Washington. President Biden is in Bali today after leaving Cambodia, where he met with the leaders of Japan and South Korea, saying those nations and the U.S. are more aligned than ever. NPR's Franco Ordonez reports they discussed North Korea's nuclear threat. North Korea has ramped up its testing of missiles, triggering alerts and forcing some residents in South Korea and Japan to seek shelter. President Biden told Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida and South Korean President Yoon Suk-yeol that it was vital that they work together. North Korea continues uh, provocation for rocketed behavior. This partnership is even more important than it's ever been. The leaders raised specific concerns about the looming threat of another nuclear test. The White House has warned that if North Korea keeps going down this road, it will mean an increase in U.S. military presence in the region. Franco Ordonez, NPR News, Bali, Indonesia. In the newly liberated southern Ukrainian city of Kherson, Russian troops are gone, but their eight-month occupation has left residents in need of basics. At the same time, a return to normalcy. 200 Ukrainian police officers back on the job. They're setting up checkpoints and also working to neutralize unexploded ordnance. The British are marking Remembrance Sunday to honor the fallen of past wars. As Vicki Barker reports from London, for the first time in 70 years, a new monarch is presiding over the occasion. As Big Ben struck 11, thousands stood in silence around the National War Memorial, a scene repeated every Remembrance Sunday since 1920. A sea of black coats and bright red poppies. Charles III appeared close to tears as he laid his wreath of poppies for the first time as king. Also on hand, Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and his six living predecessors, the first time so many senior figures have assembled since Queen Elizabeth's funeral in September. For NPR News, I'm Vicki Barker in London. This is NPR News. In Dallas, the death toll is going up after yesterday's airshow disaster. A county judge there says six people are dead, citing the medical examiner, after two World War II era planes collided midair. Texas Public Radio's Jerry Clayton reports. The crash happened at the Wings Over Dallas Airshow at Dallas Executive Airport. A vintage B-17 Flying Fortress and a Bell P-63 collided during the performance. Both aircraft fell to the ground and exploded on impact. Videos across social media captured the moment of the incident. Both aircraft involved in the crash are believed to be operated by the Commemorative Air Force, a nonprofit organization that hosted the air show. The FAA and NTSB are investigating. I'm Jerry Clayton in San Antonio. 
Flu season is spiking early and hard in the U.S. with infections roughly doubling in a week. Millions of people have been infected so far and tens of thousands hospitalized. At the same time, RSV and COVID-19 are circulating. In some cases, overwhelming hospitals. A scary situation in Los Angeles that sent carnival goers running for their lives. A motorist took off from a traffic stop trying to evade police and crashed into a street fair, leaving six people hurt. LAPD Sergeant Robert Leary says police have detained a suspect. Looks like he tried to get out of the fair, but because of the barricades, he was unable to get out of the fair, so he continued. All of the injured people were hospitalized but are expected to recover. You're listening to NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the William T. Grant Foundation, working to harness the power of research to make a difference in the lives of children, teens, and young adults for more than 80 years. Learn more at wtgrantfdn.org. Wow, now that's a big RV. But when's the last time you used it? Just imagine all the room you'll gain when you move that motorhome, RV, or other vehicle getting in the way. WMNF accepts cars, trucks, RVs, and more as a form of support. Plus, donating is easy and the pickup is free. Go to WMNFcar.org for more. Once a novelty instrument from Hawaii is now one of the hottest instruments in music. Even Eddie Vedder plays the ukulele. Uke it out. WMNF's 7th Annual Ukulele Festival at Cage Brewing. There will be over a dozen ukulele performers. You'll hear traditional, reggae, rock, blues, country, Hawaiian, and more. And if you have a ukulele, bring it. Because there's a ukulele open jam, a Jerry Garcia of the ukulele contest, and free ukulele lessons. WMNF's 7th Annual Ukulele Festival, Saturday, December 3rd at Cage Brewing in St. Pete. Doors open at 2. Kids 12 and under, free. For tickets and info, go to WMNF.org or call 813-238-8001. I just smile. Smile, smile. Nice and all I got. Going to war with the melting pot. It's the method man for short, Mr. Move it on your lip. Set it off. Get it off. Let it off like a cat. I want to break food. Cock me back. Small change. They put a chain in the game. I take game. Sunday form the sounds of the Wu-Tang Clan. Protect your neck. I don't know if you old enough to remember that one. Nico, when uh, when they first came out in 1993, they were here in Tam- in, uh, in Orlando. No, I listened to them growing up. Okay, okay. Because right. I was born in 80, 87, so. Okay, all right, all right, all right. You were a little girl in pigtails. Enjoyed it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, Billy, you, remember, you remember when the Wu came out, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> right? 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 Like crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was craziness, man. 1993. Yeah, so many groups from the 90s. Oh, yeah. But they, but they have they have lasted. They have, yeah. I mean, they like they weren't one-hit wonders mm-hmm. at all. And they, it, they, they did something that no other rap group had ever done before. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Is they came in as a group and even on 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 their individual albums yeah. when they broke up to do the individual they albums. They were successful too. They, yeah, and and they worked together on each one of those albums. Mm-hmm. So there was always success 
yeah. with those albums, you know. Mm-hmm. And even even um, I, I you know I tell people I always tell people you know check out their their stuff their underground stuff before they fully came out, mm-hmm. you know like uh, the Killer Bees, yeah. uh, uh, Wu Tang Killer Bees. Check it out, check that out, man. Because that that was you'll hear you'll hear rhymes and things like that on and beats on that mm-hmm. that you've never heard before. Yeah, they did a movie about them. Yeah, they did. They Mm -hmm. did. I didn't Um, watch it, but uh, I heard it was good. Excellent movie. Yeah. Excellent movie. Mm -hmm. Took a while to get to the point for a minute, but but, you know, you got to know, you know, you got to be a fan. You got to be a fan. Yeah. You got to be a fan. All right, everybody. uh, Let's get back to it. To the calls. Let's get back to it. So, folks, we we were talking about this past election, this election that we just, that that has caused us such a disappointment. But keep in mind, folks, that all is not lost. All is not lost. Um, you know, we might have locally faced some some losses, um, some disappointments, but on the federal level, on the national level, not entirely, not entirely. Uh, statewide, not happy. Yeah. But you know, again, when we look at at these these issues that we're faced with, uh, I want people, I want to impress upon people the idea that you. We have to do for ourselves. There's, there's never been a time that that was not the case, but I think I think we have to we have to recognize the implementation plans. Mm-hmm. We have to recognize and we have to organize and recognize, strategize, mobilize, and make these implementation plans for our own communities. I, that's just that is just what it is. Yeah, because both the uh, both the parties. Uh, I feel I don't have our best interests right now because they're fighting with each other and really they they never have solutions. That's what we need. We need solutions and we need mm-hmm. results and we need somebody that's going to do for the people, not just do for their their own political party. And right. that's what's going on right now. It's like a fight against the Democrats and Republic Republicans. To be honest with you, I don't even want to be a Democrat anymore. I rather go independent because. But there, but there are a lot. Of, you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. I know. And and the concept of a, and, and and don't don't be don't be surprised if you don't see soon a third party solution to the left to the left wing. Mm-hmm. And part of part of the solution there would be that independents need to be allowed to vote in open primaries. Yes. Without party affiliation, you're barred from deciding who gets the nomination. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, absolutely. One of the reasons why I think we have to be very cautious about the sanctimonious is that he really is sanctimonious because he said on the eighth day God created Ron DeSantis. <laughs> oh wow! Oh jeez! Kind of idiocracy we're dealing with in Florida. Wow, I didn't even know he said that. Mm. Yep. Jeez. Well, that's about I, as bad as that's about as bad as number three said. I can go. I can. I can shoot somebody in the middle of Times Square and still get elected. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. But, you know, people, uh, that's that's the thing. Our world is so screwed up. It's like you can say anything. Ugh, it's it's just sick. It, is, it, it, is. it doesn't make any sense to me. It is. What it's, happened? Uh, anyway. Let's, we, go, let's go to the call. Let's go to okay. the call. We made promises. Let's make sure that we... Caller, you're on up. the Sunday forum. Hey, good morning, Miss Amico. Hey. Um, Walter. Yay. Um, Mabili. Um... Mr. Miko, you really was the one that really got me uh, ginned up about this because about what's going on in the uh, in the Latino community. Mm-hmm. And um, Walter, I, I wish you would would kind of talk on this because let's let's examine this real quickly. Marco Rubio, mm-hmm. one of the commercials that really caused me to stop and to listen at him. It's like the Cuban. Um, he brings up this point in his commercial that I came from a people who lost their country. Oh, it, wink, wink, hint, hint, trying to say that uh, if Val Demings gets into office uh, and, and wins my seat that I'm occupying right now, that she's going to be another uh, Fidel Castro. That's that's what you were doing. You, you were putting that out there. And... Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Here, here I go again. Yeah, when uh, 
me going into we need more education. Yeah, 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 education. Well, yeah, that's true. There used to be an old thing. Never get into the discussion with the Cuban about Cuba. Because they always hmm. want to go back to, well, my grandfather and my grandmother, they lost their land and Castro this and Castro that. But nobody ever wants to talk about uh, how great things were under um, Baptista. <laughs> you ever notice that, Walter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I know. We don't, we don't want to talk about that. You know, we don't want to talk about that and uh, offending people, but that needs to be talked about. Uh, it's, it's a lot into that. There he is. There he is. I'm, I'm talking uh, also to Miss uh, Emiko. Let me calm myself down. But the Democrats were very fi financially lazy mm -hmm. as far as, you notice that? Yeah. Putting money into, you know, a person's campaign and down here. They don't oh, yeah. spend money on black radio stations. No. Do we have any that are left? All I know about down here is WTMP. Yeah. Um, all they were talking about, well, South Florida used to be a Democratic stronghold. Why did it used to be a Democratic stronghold? And, well, what happened to it? You ain't putting money into it like you didn't put money into uh, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Like, you know... Really, with your subject, Walter, it's too bad you aren't broadcasting in Louisiana. So you're sending back a senator, John Kennedy, no relation to that the other Kennedy. Right. Um, where the electorate of people, of black folk who are registered to vote, would have kicked his assets out of office. But they didn't get up and vote. They did not want to get, they did not get up and vote. And that's been factually proven. We didn't want to vote. And also, this go to Texas. Um, yeah, Latinos are not a monolithic group of people. But you know what? They're playing the same game that they've done down here in South Florida, in Florida with Latinos, in Texas now, mm -hmm. where you hear a lot of people talking about, People, we used to vote Democrat, but we want to try the Republicans. I'm like you, Mr. Miko. Why? After the wait, the school shooting, look yep. at what your governor did, and that was heavily Latino. Mm -hmm. Right. Why, why would you want to go with that party? Okay, why? That, I, that's perplexing to me. We, we, have, we have a history. We have a history there of doing things like that. Um... I mean, okay, so so let's let's so let's let's look at let's look at what happened when you asked the question about Batista and the Batista's regime, and it'll be very quick about that particular point. But 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 it is very relevant. It's relevant because those those Cubans that were that were that benefited from that. Um, there, there was a segment of white Cubans that benefited. I mean. Predominantly, white Cubans benefited from that, from that, uh, from that regime. Go ahead and educate. Okay, right. Uh, so, so here's your your non monolithic. The, the thing is that that you know that points out the fact that they're not they're not monolithic. Um, so when you talk about Cubans specifically, um, the white Cubans who were into the the, the liquor and things like that. Um, during this time period, even during the time of prohibition and so forth, they benefited from those relationships. Yep. Okay. When, but but what you saw come out of the communist regime of Fidel Castro was one where they said no, because you you, you guys are doing this, but there's a whole segment of our community of our of our country that is not benefiting from anything that you're talking about. And right. we are still in a, in a in a mode of poverty and enslavement, so it was a class issue. So when they get so so when whites had to, white Cubans had to haul butt up here to Florida, you know everything was you know they they were they were and say this they illegally came into this country. They, 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 they came in and they were given asylum. They were given a exact this is that way it was. They were given asylum. Now that of course. You know, I, I can make excuses for that, but there's no excuse. The bottom line is, it happened. Mm -hmm. They were given asylum. Now, 
unlike unlike what would happen with Haitians, for instance, where they were they were given this bullcrap uh, uh, um, uh, temporary temporary safety status, mm-hmm. uh, knowing good and well, and, and then of course under the under Cheeto under Cheeto man's regime, uh, they were going to send them back to Haiti after the earthquake, knowing good and well that the country could not take these people back. There's no way they can take them back right right now because they weren't prepared to. And we and we leave these people in these in these lurches, and we think that we we wonder why it is they come to the country. They come in for safety. And Puerto Ricans who suffered uh, a tremendous loss, and their infrastructure was destroyed. And the Cheeto man flew down there and threw them rolls of hand towels. But some Puerto Ricans who can't immigrate here, and he didn't even know they, he didn't even know they were American citizens. Didn't know they were American <laughs> citizens, and you voted, went in that voting booth, and you voted for that party. The Democrats don't. I don't even know how they get, how, they, how, I don't even know how any, and I'm being very honest about this, I don't know how any self-respecting Puerto Rican could even pick up and put a pen by his name. And I know some who did. That's just, I, I, that, that, that blows my mind. I'm, I'm going to tell you what, again, uh, and Amico, you can chime in too. Okay. They don't, the Democratic Party don't want to spend money on, 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 on getting the message out. They, they want power f- freely, okay? They just assume you just going to come out and you just going to vote Democrat and we ain't got to spend a whole lot of money to, to get you to do, uh, uh, come to our, uh, you know. Oh, see, boy, y'all got me ginned up. I, just, <laughs> I, I ain't, money. man. I ain't, man. I, I want to spend, we, we don't want to spend money to get you to uh, side with our agenda and what we want to do. <laughs> We just want to assume that over the decades and over the decades, you're just going to back us. Right. They have the attitude of, well, where you going to go? These guys over here are talking about... That's exactly uh, right. Where are you going to go? Medicare, and look what, what's with their party. Well, I said Val Demings was going to lose. You know why she's going to lose? Why? Because she would not come out and say, Mark, a Rubio, there was a guy who was canvassing in the neighborhood... And on further in investigation, I sound like Columbo. Just, just another, just, just, just a minute, just a minute here. This guy was seen at the Unite the Right rally. He is a uh, uh, a white supremacist. How do you answer that, Marco Rubio? How do, that was there. It was on the platter for you to take, but she didn't want to do that because people were pushing her. No, talk about. The uh, non-abortion issue. Don't don't talk about that. Talk about this. Talk about that. Talk about this. It, it was right there, and the Democrats didn't want to spend no money, and didn't want to talk about this. Uh, another issue, and you you got to have several shows about this. The the Proud Boys. Who is the leader of the Proud Boys? I heard that he is Puerto Rican. One under indictment that he's a that he's Puerto Rican. What's going on in that community? And the Democrats are abandoning that community. That's what they're saying. Y'all won't talk to us. Um, Confusion and identity issues. Confusion and identity issues. Everything that Al Sharpton does, but one thing that he did say on MSNBC, you got to talk to people about kitchen table issues. Talk to them about that. These jokers... Like, go back to one thing. They're talking about taking away Social Security and Medicare. And we could go into all of what's behind all of that and monies that are being shifted in uh, those, the pockets of those politicians to do that. Mm-hmm. It's back. If we can't get you with Obamacare, we'll, we'll probe and try to get you somewhere else. That's, that's what they're doing. Where, are, where is the Democratic Party? You could have won a race. In Wisconsin, you didn't put money into it because you just assume that black folk, they're going to come out and we're just going to vote for somebody and do that. And I hate to say this, and I'm going to hang up and let you go. There are people in the Latino community who are going to support a non-supportive, uh, non-working person like Marco Rubio simply because he's a Latino. That's right. He voted against 
There's so many that, but look, but look at all the dynamics you gave. Help, help you. Look at all the dynamics you just gave, Daryl. There are several dynamics. Yes, sir. And all of them are different. And all and and, it's, and it is it is not monolithic at all. You, you just you just proved the point. I mean, clearly this is the case. I'm gonna hang up to give somebody else another. Chance. All right, but thank you, yeah, brother. They didn't put money into fighting the fight. No, Walter, Miss Miko. Uh, Mabili, we want you to go out there on the front line, but we ain't gonna give you bullets, bullets to, in your guns and all. Do, do all the guns work? Hate to use that analogy. Right. To fight this war, right. and my gun is blown up in my face. The hand grenades don't work. Well, well, you gotta try a little harder. Try a little harder. No, you need to spend the money and give us. What we need. Yeah. What we need. I mean, I, I, I don't think. I tell you right now. Uh. 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 Charlie Chris, I've heard many people say that Charlie Chris did not run a strong campaign against the San, the Santimonies. He did not <laughs> run a, a strong campaign, and he, and and I'm gonna tell you right now, mm. that's a bad mistake when you're running for office. You cannot you, you cannot um, um, operate like that. Because Is this Daryl? Operate like that. Okay, maybe it's not. I don't know. But uh, well, when you run, you gotta run like you gotta run like you running your heart out. I well, mean, the reason why I think the, the Hispanics are leaning towards the Republicans it, for them for them it's a better way of life. Okay, they're looking at their leaders. So you got Marco Rubio, you got DeSantis, and you got well Trump too. So when they look at that, they look at that as okay, I can be like them. I think that's why that they're they're leaning towards that side so much. Didn't surprise yeah, it's a better way of, of life. The, that was the point of the caller before the break that was saying they basically are propagandized to death and, yep. and it's about uh I'm gonna be here and if I have if I'm gonna be here I have to go along to get along. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, you know, it's hard to fight a, a, a strong campaign when you're fighting against propaganda, right. where there is no real rhyme or reason to the Republican argument when they can just use fear, such as throwing out the word socialist. And I mean, how do you talk about kitchen table issues when every solution is, is branded as socialist? Well, and I didn't appreciate Marco Rubio during his ads where he was because a lot of people were saying they didn't vote for Val Demings because she looked mean. And that's what he was making her look like that in some of his. Is yeah, uh huh. Yeah, it was because they're trying to say all black women are mean. No, we're not angry. We're not mean. <laughs> but that that's that's the narrative he was shooting out, and and he he succeeded. So you know. But the only saving grace is that maybe because there is no loyalty among the Latinos for one party or the other, mm. there's still some level of fight that can be had. But again, propagandizing the Latino vote and all white people vote to death is is a problem that we have to really overcome. Right. Absolutely. Wait, we get, yeah, we got so many calls. Okay, caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning. Yep. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm just excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I'm just going to say this. Uh, people saw what was at the top of the ticket, and people voted their interest. Whether money was spent uh, educating or not, people uh, just made a conscious vote to tie themselves to agendas that was appealing to them. And we have to accept that. It, it's pretty much the same way. When Robert Kennedy and Dr. King and others was traveling in West Virginia and in Kentucky and couldn't understand why rural people could not align themselves with the civil rights movement that would have provided better housing and other accommodations for them. Because sometimes, uh, not sometimes, most times, um, the, the, the leadership at the top if it do not symbolize that of America in terms of race, people simply not going to accept it. Uh, you know, the uh, sentence uh, saying that God created him and he could win by such an over uh, uh, majority of both uh, people witnessing a worldwide crisis 
with the pandemic and praise this man for getting Florida back to work when the whole world was suffering. Uh, mm-hmm. People hearing that uh, the the cut uh, to Medicaid and Social Security and they're comfortable with that. And so when people just want these easy solutions, that's where they run. Now, on the local level, they say all politics are local. Mm-hmm. The Santa's come right to Tampa and have his victory ceremony right here in Tampa under the Democratic stronghold signals to me that uh, opposition is on the rise. And when you have a mayor, a mayor and a city council that absolutely refuses to do anything of significance for the majority of the black community, Mm -hmm. they are to be subjected to the same doom. Because black people would not just allow themselves to provide a better way of living for the candidate, and we're catching hell. We didn't been through that obstacles before. And so I would say that it is the responsibility of those that uh, have leadership posts, uh, you know, to, to move our people in the correct positions. Now, last point. We got two powerful tools in our community that I think that we can still utilize, and that is our vote and our spending power. And if we organize around that, then I think we can get some meaningful um, positions uh, dealt uh, in our community, but we have to be a one accord. And it, it, unfortunately, in the black community, we still got to do some uh, self-analysis in terms of who should lead, who should speak, what should be the message. Because when you think about it, Walter, you know, you could talk about all these wonderful things that's coming in to West Tampa, and it sounds good on paper. It sounds mm-hmm. like good propaganda. Mm-hmm. But when I look and see materially who's benefiting, I don't see too many black folks. That's right. When I think about the old Central Park Village, and it's been uh, projected that more luxury apartments are coming, then that tells me pretty much we'll that lose. the voting pattern will be in District 5. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you, Queen Mother. We appreciate <laughs> thank you. you. She, right. She's right. Yeah. She's right. Let's let's go to the next caller. But she's absolutely right about that. Right. Uh, and, and we have to be cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. And, and And at this juncture of of the year, of the time that we have, literally we have to face the fact that we have allowed ourselves to to put ourselves in, to be in a posture now that that we have we have to do like double the work. Yeah. But but we have to do it on our own. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's something that again, we keep saying it over and over and over again. I don't know how many times I gotta say it. It, it falls on deaf ears, but let's let's go to our next caller. Okay. Caller, you're on the Sunday forum. Hi, good morning. This is Simon from Lakeland. How you doing? Simon, how you doing? Good. Uh a couple points I'd just like to bring up and then I'll talk about the election. Um with regard to the border patrol on horses, uh the Homeland Security had a five hundred and eleven page report that uh, there was no whipping of any immigrants. Um, As far as uh, any type of inflation, let's not forget that elections have consequences. The people who are in power presently are the Democrats. When you inject nearly $4 trillion into an economy, inflation is basically too many dollars chasing too few products. Um, and I could go on on other things. On gun control, um, NPR did a story where the black population is increasing in gun purchasing from 14% 2015 to 25% now. So when you hear the word defunding, language is always important. It's not defunding, they're um, reallocating dollars. So that's interesting to me, but um, when you say reallocating dollars, what, what, well, I mean, that, well, I, I, mean I already not know what it means, but I'm saying yeah, that's, what what, that, that, that's the language being used instead of saying defunding. 
Um, they're not defunding the police. They're saying they're relocating. And then the last thing before I move on to the election, if you look at a tape of Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders during the presidential candidate race, Bernie Sanders asked Joe Biden to tell the viewing public across the nation that he was the one that wanted to defund or reduce Social Security and Medicare. So, as I say, if you can control the media, you can control the culture. This is not a case of propaganda. If you look at the Shorenstein study out of Harvard, 92% negative reporting against Republicans. Recent, 87% reporting negatively against Republicans. This election, $16 billion was spent on this election with a B. Now, this has not become an election day. This has become an election season. And what I brought up to you as far as issues, whether they be social, whether they be political, whether they be economic, what I'm seeing is there's a fragmentation going on in the Democratic Party. More on ideology. Example, as I said many months ago, by the year 2050, the Hispanic population will double to 29%. The black population will remain at 13%. Example, case in point, L.A. Council, three members of the L.A. Council where 50% of the community was Hispanic. They wanted more power on the city council. Another example of fragmentation, Dearborn Muslims voted against the school board for sexual education in the school board. Ron DeSantis and this state have endorsed 30 candidates for the school board. 25 of them won. So what is happening? You're seeing the Hispanic population, even in Georgia. Look at Brian Kemp beating Stacey Abrams. She lost 10% of the Hispanic population to voting. She blamed it on the male black vote that wasn't coming out, Stacey Abrams. And so um, I see the issue with the Democratic Party is ideology and policy. If I were to say to you transgender issues are important to you, you would say that the likelihood is a Democrat will vote for that versus a Republican. If you would say gender issues, gender dysphobia, a Democrat would vote for that versus a Republican. So, yes, people do not vote monolithically. People vote on issues. People vote on the care of their children in school. People vote on security. So I see that what's going to happen is that you're going to see an increase in the Hispanic vote going Republican, which is happening And I don't appreciate, and I don't think anyone should appreciate, someone saying they should do the right thing. I don't know what right is. (laughs) And, 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 uh, listen, everyone who calls the show, and you three, everyone thinks they're right. That's just the nature of human beings. No one's walking around talking to their friends and saying, listen to me, I'm wrong, and you want to hear what I'm saying, I'm wrong. Everyone thinks they're right. And the beauty of community radio is to be able to hear different views, come to a conclusion, have something interesting or not interesting, that's a very vague word, but at least have the opportunity to speak and continue. Now, what you know... Look at what happened to the fact-checkers once Trump left office. They're gone. This administration has created the inflation. I don't, I don't worry about that in the sense that I made arrangements eight months ago to refinance my house and took out cheap money because I knew Joe Biden, when he was president, what he was going to do. People are suffering, 
But they chose this administration. They chose this House. They chose the Senate. They chose the president. And they also chose in their state who they wanted. So as Milton Friedman used to say, people vote with their feet. And you see a lot of New York license plates on the the road here. People are coming down to Florida for a reason for what they perceive is a better life. Mm. Hey, man. Thank you very much, Simon. I appreciate it. All right. Appreciate your analysis, man. All right. All right, you take care, and thanks for taking my call, and hey. be safe. Take care. Peace to you, brother. Peace to you. Yeah. Bye. Um, very good points. Very good. Those are valid points. Those are some very valid points. Uh, let's go to our next caller. Caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Uhuru. Uhuru. What's going on, Brother African? You know what it is. That can't solve. Man, I, I really... Don't know what the topic is. Uh, I've listened to people talk a long time about a lot of things. So, no, we were, uh, we're, we're focusing in on, on the on the election results. And okay, cool. I no. thought so. Yeah, okay. I, I think I might be able to uh, say something about that. But I, before I talk about the election itself, I just want to say there's this white woman named Eleanor Roosevelt who is uh, attributed with saying uh, great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, small minds discuss people. And I don't I don't know if that white woman said it. It sounds like, you know, if, if understanding history, you know, like Malcolm said, uh, of all our studies, history is best qualified to reward all research. Um, I, I, she probably stole it from an African. But if the, <laughs> the idea you know, it's true that, you know, great minds discuss ideas and small minds discuss people. You know, I just want to put that in the ears of your listeners because, you know, you know, there's a lot of talking about people stuff going on. When there's so much, I remember when I used to think of the Sunday Forum and even the when it used to be from 8 to noon, uh, you just had African programming on WMNF. I used to think of that as like the power block, like the power hour, even though it's wild, like the power blocking, where we could get together and just, Discuss ideas, you know. Um, yeah, and, and so I, I really appreciate the Sunday Forum, the spirit in which it proceeds, because I believe still that um, it allows and provides uh, African people the opportunity to discuss ideas, you know, more than talking about uh people, you know, who gives a damn what Marco Rubio does? I mean, I don't, who cares? You know, because he, obviously he ain't solving our problems. He ain't never solved our problems, ain't gonna solve our problems. It's our responsibility to do that, right? And so I just wonder about the election. I'm, I'm happy to say that, um, uh, you know, discussing ideas, right? The idea of having a Val Demings in, uh, whatever seat that was, I didn't, I didn't like her because she said that uh, when people said defund the police, it was just plain dumb. And for a person to, uh, to call the ideas of the people who are suffering at the hands of police brutality, police murder, uh, police uh, over-policing, police uh, containment all the time, uh, who cry out in, in, in the best way we can and say, hey, what we want to do is defund the police. They should have said defang the police or something like that, but at least the idea came from the people to defund the police. And this person turned around and called the idea just dumb in uh, one of her advertisements. And I just, anybody who would dismiss the ideas of the people with, uh, you know, with, with, such, uh, with such ease and, and uh, arrogance, uh, you know, in my view, uh, has no uh, place in leadership of those very same people. And I want to say, when we're talking about uh, the election and, and voting, one thing that Chairman O'Malley used to tell her pointed out uh, last weekend in D.C., the Black is Black Coalition for Social Justice, Peace, and Reparations had it, I think it was the 14th Annual March on Washington in D.C. If you weren't there, you should have been there. And if you weren't there, you should try to find, um, you know, the videos online. The chairman laid down some very important things. And one of the things the Chairman O'Malley used to tell her pointed out during that conference is that uh, when, when there was a point when African people in this country could not vote, right? 
Um, but we but we still made our voices known. We still made we, we we made the country move a certain kind of way. As a matter of fact, they uh, we we did work outside the voting booth that made the country the people in leadership, so called leadership, decide that it was best for them and their interests to let us in the voting booth. But we did our voting from the bush, you know. And then Malcolm even said, you know, you, you have options, you know, ballot or the bullet, you know, you the only way to vote ain't just at the ballot box, you know, but, but we, we voted from the bush, right? And, and, and since we, you know, did all this hard work from the bush and we're giving these white people hell, they say, oh, we, let's get them out the bush. Let's take the, you know, the gun, the, the, the Molotov cocktail, ticket signs, protest signs. Let's, let's, let's remove that and, get, and tell them they can vote. But by the time, uh, Chairman O'Malley used to tell the teachers, us, by the time they allowed us to vote in the booth, they killed off all the people that we would vote for. They done killed Malcolm. They done killed Martin. They done killed Fred. They done killed hundreds of members of the Black Panther Party. You know, everybody talking about the Democratic Party. But we had our own party. The Black Panther Party, you know, was a was a political party. But uh Edgar Hoover and FBI and all these other US agents and agencies then killed all the people that that would work in our interests and then say, okay, now uh you can vote. And people in my view uh, this is an idea, not discussing people, but discussing the idea that voting doesn't only take place uh, every two years, every four years, and in the the booth. We have the responsibility to vote all the time in the street, from the bush, uh, with the ballot or the bullet, with the the, the burnings, and because you know, people voted tremendously in 2020 after that George Floyd stuff happened, people were voting. Even though they, even the people who the government said you can't vote, these people were voting. And so it's just in, in, important, in my view, that people know that you don't have to rely on the Democratic Party, Republican Party, some white person, uh, or some black person who emerges to some so-called political leadership in order to, to move a certain kind of way. It's our responsibility to take control of our own future. And right now, even though we don't have the Black Panther Party, uh, Huey Newton said, uh, we, we now have the African People's Socialist Party. And people ought to, every African, who every intelligent African who's willing to work for the future of ourselves, our children, and our children's children, ought to join the African People's Socialist Party and vote every day. Uh, so that we can have a, a future for for uh, that that benefits us and not benefits uh, somebody we put in office at the ballot box. Yeah, I hope I said something that helps somebody. But yeah, that's that's incredibly important in my view. We just we just can't rely on other people, you know, to do what we're supposed to do for ourselves. Ourselves, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've been saying it all morning. Been saying it all yeah, morning. And I heard you say that too. I did hear you say that. And I even pointed out the fact that sooner or later we're going to hear from uh, Brother Life and he's going to say the same thing I'm telling you right now. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I. I'm glad I didn't disappoint. No, you didn't disappoint, brother. You didn't disappoint. <laughs> All right, man. Yo, and, and, and I think that you're absolutely right, man. I mean, we, we cannot um, do that. Now, I I'm, I went back to the report that you were talking about um, with Val Demings. I was looking for that because I had not heard her say that. Oh, yeah. It's, one of, it's in one of her advertisements. Oh, yeah. One of her campaign ads. It was a campaign, ad. okay. Because there was a quote in the... Um, she said, it's just plain dumb. And for her to dismiss the sentiments of an entire group of people who are, you know, hurting, who are not necessarily intellectuals or, or, or politicians or scholars or anything like that, but who know they're hurting and who know that the police are the ones that are... That, Inflicting uh, the pain, of yeah. the brutality of the torture, of the pain. You know, they say you know defund them because uh, most of us are, uh, are under this impression that you know uh, the whole thing is economic. And don't get me wrong, Chairman O'Malley used to tell the teachers us that the politics is economic, and so I understand that. But it's not just economic. But for, but when people you know 
connect their pain to the uh, the government funding of the police. Like the chairman says, every year the government, federal government, finds a surplus to give the police departments, uh, local police departments, weapons and tanks and, and stuff like that. And the chairman raises the question, how is it going to be a surplus if you have it every year? It can't be a surplus every year. No, that's an intentional thing. So the government uh, weaponizes the local police to attack the people every day, every day. And when the people say, hey, uh, okay, take the funding away. Take, take, take some of the bullet money away. Take some of the gun money away. Take some of the tank money away. You know, from the police, you know, let us live a little bit. And she says it's just plain dumb. And uh, I, I would have voted for anybody other than her. I would I would have voted for uh, anybody. I, I, <laughs> anybody other than I met a man. Yeah, anybody other than her. But don't dismiss the people that way. You you uh, you can't you can't love the people on one hand and hate the people on the other. You know, one of those those two things cannot exist in the same space. Well, I tell you okay. what, brother. Um, I I I understand your point. I definitely understand that point. However, I'm gonna tell you something. The the the, the alternative was what. Marco Rubio. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Who, 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 who? And and, mm. and you know me. I haven't said it before. I voted <laughs> for Donald John Trump both times because he makes the contradiction clear. He makes the contradiction clear. Val Demings would have been nothing other than white power in blackface, you know, confusing people just like uh, Barack Hussein Obama did, making you know people. Some people think it's a post-racial era and all this kind of stuff. And but Donald, uh, I know y'all don't say the name. Uh, number forty-five, Carrot Man, whatever you call him, Carrot Cheddar Man, uh, Cheddar Guy, Cheeto Guy, whatever. I don't know. I, I just know what his name is. But I, I know what he did was make the line in the sand clearer for most people in this country who were confused. Used uh, uh, years, uh, you know, eight years, for eight years before uh, his uh, his ascension to to that seat, and so I appreciate people like Marco Rubio who you know don't, don't ain't gonna hesitate uh, to say the n word. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know he gonna say it. He might not say it in public, he, but he don't say it. He reminds you. Uh, he reminds you of it, right? He's gonna let you know what the line is, and you know he's gonna let you know where mm. he is, who he stands for. And one more, let's talk about Rubio. I ain't want to talk about this. But, man, you know, people calling in and talk about Cuba. I ain't never been to Cuba. I've been to Cuba. You understand? And the people in Cuba love Castro because of what Castro did for the people. You get people over here like Marco Rubio uh, who might have something different to say about Castro. But you got to go to Cuba and talk to the people who were on the ground, who were there when when restored, when Castro had the the, the, the strength, the uh, the foresight to take from the rich uh, all these the wealth of resources um, um, from the rich that the rich hoarded mm. and, and put it in the in the uh, in a situation where all the people, the majority of the people, could benefit. Like that's what Castro did. People love Castro. I went over there because I was here. Oh, Castro did this. Castro did that. I said, I'm going to go see. Now I went, and the people in Cuba love Castro. Viva Fidel is what they say, you know, and I don't know if that's going to get me uh, a black ball like, you know, Kyrie, you know, posting a, 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 a something, retweeting a movie. I don't think uh, it's going to be black ball, brother. <laughs> I doubt it'll be black ball. The reality is I went to Cuba and that's what the people in Cuba say, Viva, uh, Viva Fidel, you know, yeah. and so, yeah, um, yeah, Marco Rubio definitely is not, uh, you know, uh, he, he ain't a member of my party. I'm a member of the African People's Social Party. He ain't part of my party. But Val Demons, in my view, is worse than Marco Rubio because she's a traitor to her race. At least Marco Rubio is is, is, is running with him. That know, is a um, viewpoint. That, that is, that's a very interesting viewpoint. All right, all right. Appreciate you, brother. Man, I appreciate you allowing me to share. We'll talk in the future, I'm sure. All right, brother. To be continued, right, man. All right, um, we've got some time to take some other calls. Right, Caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Hello? Okay. Uh, Caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Oh, it's Clay from Land Lakes. Clay, what's hey. happening? How you doing? I'm not doing well at all, given the outcome of the election, but I want to bottom line something here for everybody. Okay. You know, in Florida, it's the easiest thing in the world to vote. And you can get a ballot 30 days before the election ever comes. You get to research it, vote, all that stuff. It's vote by mail. You don't have to show up with an ID. You don't have to go someplace unless you want to take it into your supervisor's elections office or to a drop box that they have for them. There's no reason not to vote. And that's what the problem is. We have vote. Voting is not just a right. It's a responsibility. 
and we have a country or state filled with irresponsible people. We basically have 30% of the the state is a third is Democrat, a third is Republican, and a third is Independent. And the Republicans are the only ones that showed up. That's why the Republicans won. You got to vote. You got to go out there and take your responsibility seriously. There's no excuse. You know, in other countries, Australia, you pay a fifty dollars civil penalty if you don't vote. Wow, I did not know that. Yep. So uh, I don't know what we have to do to get these people motivated. I don't know. I don't know how you couldn't have been motivated to vote if you're not. You have to not be paying attention. If you didn't go out and vote for your own best interest, then what, what, what can you say about that? What, what, do you, what do you say to all those people who didn't vote? I mean, this is a terrible turnout, not just overall. I was, I was shocked. Like Democrats and, and independents. I was shocked. Did you, you notice that happens only in Florida? Because nationwide, people did get out to vote. Yeah. In fact, in Georgia, it was well ahead back in the first day of early voting. It was yep. higher than in 2018. And I know. In the presidential election. So and yet, and yet, there's something to be said about the voter suppression military operation that took place in Florida. Right. Yep. So, you know, people got what they deserve and they deserve what they got because they didn't vote. Yeah, the first I thing agree that with anybody you. wants to talk politics with me, the first thing I ask them, did you vote? If you didn't vote, you ain't, you don't have anything to say to you. I didn't want to talk to you. Right. So, yeah. all right. Y'all doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, man. All right, Uh, caller, you're on the Sunday forum. Yeah, I want to say something real quick. (laughs) I like what you had to say, but you're being disingenuous. The former governor of the state, Rick Scott, before the uh, midterms, he put out legislation with many Republicans saying they wanted to do away with Social Security and Medicare. But then again, like Joe Buller would say, uh, I think you knew this, right? Hey, what you doing about Joe Buller, man? What you doing about the Almighty, man? Y'all gonna tear us up next Saturday, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's a method behind my madness. Bye bye. But I think you know this. <laughs> okay, caller, you're on the Sunday forum. Hello. Okay. All right. <sighs> so, folks, we have had one heck of a show. A lot of phone calls. Yeah. A lot of opinions. Mm-hmm. Some that we've never heard before. Right. Um, and I think that's I think that's a very healthy thing. And it's something it's something that we can go back and we can talk about, right? Uh, and we can consider. I I did you know there there are things for instance that Brother Life said. I didn't, I had not considered, and I did not think about, uh, I did not know that those statements were made. However, um, you know, there are uh, other things to consider as well with regard to um, that election and that that contest that really, honestly, um, led me to understand very well Still, no matter what, I was not going to I wasn't going to vote for Marco Rubio. Yeah, either was I. <laughs> so, I mean, I wasn't going to support or, that. Or DeSantis. So, no, nah, I mean, mean, so that that was not going to happen. Oh, we have another caller. Um, we, but unfortunately, we can't take you. Okay, yeah, we can't now, take your call. Sorry. It's now 9.58, 9.58. We have to wrap up the show. Listen, I want to thank you all for calling us. I want to thank you all for being here with us this, this weekend. And being a part of this discussion, uh, Mabili. Yeah. Thank you very much, brother. Yes, sir. <laughs> Miko, thank you very much, sister. You're welcome. And I want to thank you all again. And as always, from my voice to the airwaves, to the hearts, to the minds of the people, we love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it right here on the Sunday Forum. We have the post Hoot Nanny coming on next right here. WMNF 88.5 FM. Next Sunday. See ya. Find the shadows cast by rainbows. There you'll meet the sage. Feeding rabbits bits of lettuce or cleaning out the cage. Give you more time.
Say you don't 